Hello, fellow fans. I'm Mark. United with me is my co-host, the one, the only, the guy I'll sit on the couch with, Brian. What up, Brian? What kind of couch are we sitting on? I think it's got to be one of those couches where, like, the ends of the recliners, so we could relax. Oh, and it has a cup holder. Perfect. Welcome, everyone, to UWF on the Chip Band Company Podcast Network. On the last episode, Brian and I united to discuss sitcoms of Halloween. So for all of you listeners out there who are not big into the spooky scary, we made you laugh that episode. On this week's episode, Brian and I unite to rewind and revisit Friends. Yes, we sadly just recently lost one of our favorite friends, so we thought it was a great time to revisit it. Now... Grab your couches, get ready to pivot as United We Fan starts now. All right, let's do this one last time. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Football is life. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. X never, ever marks the spot. Is Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? This is the way. Avengers! Assemble. Oh, chills. Literal chills. Hello, fans. Thank you for reuniting with us as we talk about all things fandom. Please give us a rate or review wherever you listen so we can out with more fans out there on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Follow UWF on Facebook, Instagram, X Twitter to have more fun with us. Brian, um, before we get to sad times... Let's uh let's do some uh world news first and then we'll get to our friends portion. Okay. Sounds good. So world news is we get to see a new Marvel movie in a week. Yay? Yay? Question mark. The world I think is saying nay. This movie could benefit more than any movie in recent history from a press tour and the SAG after strike is really hurting it. I we're talking about the Marvels, by the way. Oh yeah, sorry. We're talking about the Marvels. Um, I think seeing the cast having such a great time telling stories of having a great time on set would have gone a long way with this one. So, and Amon Vellani is such a likable personality, and her talking about what it was like to work with Brie Larson and Tiana Paris would have been a lot of fun. Like, it's gonna bomb, and it's gonna bomb bad. Like. I, I, yeah. I still haven't bought my tickets cause just because I don't know when I'm going to be able to go. And the, the the showing I was looking at had like eight seats bought. Like, I'm really worried. I definitely think it's going to be. I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be the lowest grossing MCU movie, but it's definitely going to be bottom five. So, yeah. Yep. I, I, I mean, hopefully the movie's good. I'm not positive it's going to be. There's definitely going to be redeeming qualities for it. I'll definitely find something I like about it, but that doesn't mean o- that the overall story is going to be good. So I'm, yeah. I'm worried about it, but we will review it and the season finale of Loki both on an episode that will drop next Saturday. Oh, yeah. I think the Marvels is just an example of not great previews. Like you said, the strike is hurting it. Um, oh my God, the things that we've seen in the previews has made it worse. So who knows? Maybe it'll end up in our bad movie jail for us to defend later on a future episode. So eh, we'll see. I'm, I, I'm still seeing it opening day, but like I said, we'll have an episode for it. This episode is going to be a revisit where we talk about friends with special guest hosts and fan of the show. Frankie. 
And yes, it comes just within a week of, sadly, we lost Matthew Perry unexpectedly. He is my favorite friend. Uh, Brian, is he your favorite? Who is your favorite friend? Yeah, he's my number one. Yeah. Um, It definitely caught me off guard. I've been marathoning friends a lot since then. Um, Checking out whatever movies I can find with Matthew Perry. Brian, it feels like a great time for a Matthew Perry Rushmore. Um, Whatever you want to do. Favorite roles, favorite work. Spice it up a little bit. There you go. Just like he that way it's on. I think Matthew Perry would want us to keep it lively and funny. So, I, so Rushmore. You're right. A lot of his movies aren't streaming. So are you just going Matthew Perry roles? Is that what you're going to do? I think I'm going to go Matthew Perry body of works. Um, yeah. I don't know. What's the I difference between a role and a body of work? I don't know. So I'll go with friends. <laughs> uh, I'll go with friends. Okay. And then I'm going to go with whole nine yards. That movie still makes me laugh. The second one is okay. The second um, one's a guilty pleasure of mine. I loved the second one for some reason. Yeah, it, it does make me laugh here and there. Um, next up, I'm going to go three to tango. I, I would definitely consider that one a guilty pleasure. Um, I enjoy it. I don't, I, it's definitely dated, but I enjoy it. And then next up, another show he did that sadly only lasted one season, um, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. It's from a lot of the people who did the West Wing. So check it out if you can find it wherever it is playing. So that's my four. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the whole nine yards as well. Kind of lump in the whole ten yards in there as well. Uh, I'm obviously friends. Uh, I figured that goes without saying. I'm going to do Fool's Rush. Oh, excuse me. Fools rush in with Salma Hayek. I'm going to do so that good. one. And then I will do my final one of his character. When him and Chris Farley were racing Lewis and Clark across the country, he played Leslie Edwards in Almost Heroes. I feel like people just go into that movie. Remember, it's a Chris Farley, Matthew Perry movie. It's... It came out after Chris Farley had passed away, too. So. Oh, that's right. It just go into it looking for a fun time, not a deep story time. It's so funny. so so funny. I, yeah, if I could watch it right now, like you said, streaming services, please start getting some more of these movies. Fools Rush in, so good. That one I think has aged very well. So yeah, like Salma Hayek. Hey, she's aged very well. It's very true. Very true. Very, very, very true. But we wanted to uh, do we wanted to do like a full blown like Matthew Perry tribute episode, and unfortunately, time just got away from us in order to be able to pull that off. And we we wanted to honor him as best we can. There's no better way to do it than talk about his most iconic role in Friends. I think we give Matthew Perry a lot of love. We give Chandler a lot of love in this episode, and uh, just really thank you, Matthew Perry, for who you were and what you are, and and I mean, I'll still watch you forever. So. Yes, it's true. Friends will go on. Brian, you said it. We really wanted to do a Matthew Perry episode, but then again, we love him so much. We wanted to do a great episode, and Brian and I won't do an episode if it's not going to be great or fun. And we'll peek behind <laughs> the curtain. You know, we both got jobs. We got lives, unfortunately, and 
Um, I would, so, I would say to say we wouldn't release something that's great. It's probably not totally accurate because if you go through our catalog, there's probably some stuff in there that isn't super totally great. I know there's definitely guys learning experience from doing a podcast. Brian and I have been doing it. What? Three years, three years. I think it's three years more than that now. Yeah. Man, this is a COVID show. Um, so we definitely had a lot of learning experiences. I know we've brought that up before. I still think our Wizarding World was our biggest learning experience when we tried to do all eight movies plus Fantastic Beasts and Theme Park thrown in there. And this is our so. way of saying, yeah, our audio quality hasn't always been the best. So what you're about to hear might not be up to par. Yes. But thank you, friend of the show, Frankie, for joining us. Lots of insight from him as well as and just the three of us having a great time but first before we do that we've got to watch the one with the sponsors hey guys dis mark here and i want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at shipping company let our good friend sarah at destination to travel help you plan your next disney vacation sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. it's time to head to Central Park to talk about the hugely successful series, Friends. Airing from September 22nd, 1994, for 10 seasons till May 6, 2004, it got 62 Emmy nominations, five-time Outstanding Comedy Series nominee with winning in 2000. I love the backstory, how they're a tight group who, whenever contracts were coming up, they didn't want to be paid different amounts. They said, we're going to be all paid the same way. They wanted to make sure they were all put in contention for the same awards. Nobody was supporting, nobody was best, nothing like that. I honestly believe it is one of the first true ensemble character shows out there on TV as they all said, we want to have equal time. And they did. They held strong. What a great family story. I will admit it's only number 43 on IMDb's TV rankings. I think that's a little low. My compadres may disagree. (laughs) And then... Can you guys name the original three titles for the show? And um, I'll let you know if you're right or wrong. I know New York. <laughs> I know New York City was in one of the titles, wasn't it? That was not one of the uh, final three. Frankie, any guesses? Oh, if this was trivia night, I'd be looking at you. You know what? And I and I thought I knew these, and I. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. When I say I, them, you'll be like, "Oh yeah." Uh, probably, yeah. All right. So the first one, these are the top three original names. It was going to be Insomnia Cafe. That I remember that now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The other one All was right. going to be Six of One. 
And then the last one, friends like us. So they decided to Which, trim it and just have it be friends. Thank God. I think it yeah, insomnia cafe is rough. Yeah, yeah that's a, that sounds more HBO. Like if if they had a chance oh, to yeah. get HBO, <laughs> there's well, an HBO version. It would have been called Insomnia Cafe. <laughs> all of the actors were nominated, and Lisa Kudrow won. So Yay. she was a winner. But you know what? I want to do some trivia. Which yeah, of the okay. main six was not nominated? Let's see. Brian, you go first. Which one do you think was not nominated? I gave you Lisa Kudrow one. So which one of the other ones was not nominated, though? One of them. Matthew Perry. All right. That's your guess. Frankie, you got a guess? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Courtney Cox, which is funny because she, out of all six, she was the only one that had any sort of name recognition before uh, the oh. show started. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Brian, you said Matthew Perry. Judges? Frankie, you went with Courtney Cox and... Courtney Yay! Cox, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston was a Emmy and Golden Globe winner for her role as Rachel Green. Lisa Kudrow as Phoebe, she was an Emmy winner. Matt LeBlanc as a Joey was an Emmy nominee. <laughs> Matthew Perry, Brian, shame on you. I, I didn't Perry. say it would have been right, I just guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Perry was an Emmy nominee. Same with... Uh, David Schwimmer. He also directed 10 episodes. A little fun fact there. Yeah. So it's number 43 on IMDb. I'm I'm a little outraged yeah. that it's not even in the top 20. Am, am I alone right. on this? I, I'm a little surprised. I mean, just because of how iconic it is, and especially because it's found such, like, in the past few years, it's found a resurgence with, you know, when, when it was on Netflix, it was a huge deal. And then right. when it was leaving, when it was leaving Netflix, it was a huge deal. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm surprised at least, at least number 20, like I know there are other shows that are probably more regarded and, uh, right. in that certain, in that sense. But I think, you know, if you're going to have a show, I think to represent at least the nineties, that that decade, I think friends should, would be somewhere in, in the top 20. I'm just a little bitter still, Brian, from our, our Batman episode with the dark Knight rises <laughs> is in IMDb 250. So I, I guess I don't really have a strong connection or on the same page as the imdb raiders as the years have gone on it's been more popular to kind of go back and poke holes and especially friends seems to get it worse than yes. just about any any show out yeah. there i think if you had seen this list n maybe even five years ago before it was ever on netflix or anything i think it would probably probably would have been higher but everybody likes to poke holes in this show now for it's kind of the popular right. thing to do i mean yeah it it, it you know, you can pretty much poke holes in anything, but you know, you you have to consider the time that Friends was produced right. and all that. You know, to understand what's going on. So, but right, you know, it's it's not their fault. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a product of its time for sure. I think one very big helpful thing to making it as memorable as is was the theme song sung by the Rembrandts. It actually was on the Billboard Hot 100 for eight weeks mm -hmm. and a fun story this was about two weeks ago and when brian and i were talking about upcoming episodes the day it happened i was at work and i'm just there's like a group of people maybe about like 20 feet away from me they start singing i'll be there for you <laughs> i do the stop and turn and 
I'm like, oh my God, I hope they clap. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to clap. I don't care. And it came <laughs> to the part in the song. We all just clapped. Not just those 20 people who for some reason were randomly oh. singing the song. <laughs> I clapped. People around us clapped. It was a magical moment where everybody just forgot what was going on. And <laughs> they were going to be there for you. And I think that just shows the power of the song and the power yes. of the show. Because afterwards, we all kind of started talking about friends. So it wasn't just a random fan group of Rembrandts. I mean, you know, fun band. If you have Spotify, check them out. But mm -hmm. that song just brought people together for like a couple of minutes. Yeah. This song is iconic. There's no question. There's a there. It's referenced in a several different things. I, there's a skit that Jimmy Fallon does, and I'm trying to remember what it what it is. But he he goes, "Wait, your heartbeat makes the sound of the clap of friends," and he <laughs> listens to somebody's heart, and everybody claps at the same time. Again, it's pure '90s. The song de definitely yes, transports yes. me. But I knew yep, people were gonna yep. say friends. Like part of my Mount Rushmore is to talk about things that maybe others mm -hmm. won't. Right, right, right. I appreciate yeah. that. I mean, definitely, it's. You know, it's a song that I think, you know, that's a perfect example, just like brings people together. Doesn't matter, you know, age, background, you know, it's, it's, it's a theme that just everybody knows. And uh, going off what Brian said, I was directed to a YouTube video um, a couple years ago. And it was, uh, if anyone's familiar with the Graham Norton show from the UK, it was yes. uh, Jen Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman were on the show. And before Jennifer Aniston, before they came on, they, they told the audience they were going to set it up and they were going to say, oh, you know, no one said life was supposed to be this way. And the entire audience claps in unison, but they didn't tell Jason Bateman and they didn't tell Jennifer Aniston. So you see their faces in complete awe of what he's just experienced. That's another great example of that. And I remember, I mean, the music in Friends overall, I think, you know, you have the theme song, which is great, but some of the music that they played throughout the run of the show was just great. I remember when, the, you know, they came out with the first TV soundtrack for the show. Yes. And yep. just parts of it on Spotify. And, you know, you kind of have to search for some of the others. I actually have two of those albums, the right. TV ones. And mm -hmm. I don't care how dated we are by saying it, but yeah, they had a, like, if you want late 90s, um, yes. that'll give you a, a, it's a good mixtape of the late 90s, the Friends albums. It really is. We're a, uh, mentioned about who sadly was left out and who won some Emmy glory. I think it's only fair that we now rank the six main characters. <laughs> and so, you know what, let's, let's start at the bottom and work our way up. So Brian, who is your number six of the friends? There was a reaction earlier in this episode <laughs> when her name came up, and I feel really bad that I'm going to do this because I don't know you that well, Frankie, but uh, okay. six out of six for me is Phoebe Buffay. Oh, uh, it's all good. Frankie, you got... Uh, actually, Brian, you and I are on the same. Uh, Phoebe is my number six as well. So, Frankie, oh. uh, who's your number six? <laughs> it's okay. I, I, it's not a problem. Uh, so, my number six is actually Ross. Um, <gasps> I will say <laughs> so it's, it was hard for me to rank them, I will say, because I do love each of them, but on a ranking scale, um, Ross, for me, I, I, I think it's because he was the one that stressed me out, who would stress me out the most, I think. <laughs> the whole thing with <laughs> him and Rachel, like, yeah. actually, the day after the episode aired, because, again, showing my age, um, 
I, you know, I saw these episodes live when the show first started. We had a full on argument in my debate class in high school on were, <laughs> were Ross and Rachel on a break? And I was so, I was so mad at Ross because I was so waiting for, I was so happy they got together. And then he like did his thing. And I think that's the reason he ranks last is he just, it, <laughs> he just, he, he stressed me out so much. And, um, but you know, David Schremer did a great job playing the character. I don't deny him that, but the whole thing with the sandwich. You, 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 you threw my sandwich away. My sandwich. Ross is actually pretty high up on mine. I think mm -hmm. he is one of the most underrated characters mm -hmm. on the show. I think he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. I, his Unagi, his tanning episode, but also just that when he knows he's screwed up and he's trying right. to fight for Rachel uh, and David Schwimmer shows that he can act like serious mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I, I think Ross is extremely underrated, but I know you're not alone. He he mm -hmm. gets a lot of meh, so he's at the bottom of a lot of people's right. lists. I think a lot of people also see him just the way he, the whole Rachel dynamic. I mean, he, he loves her, but like he, he kind of string, strung her along too. Like we just we saw the episode where you know him, her, Rachel and Phoebe had gone out. Emma was just born, and you know she's uh, a guy. Yeah, he calls and he like throws away the message, and people were people really didn't like him for that. So I I <laughs> don't see it as. He was yeah. stringing her along. I think it was okay. a guy who was in love. And yeah. was it right of him to throw it away? No. But right. I think everyone has made a uh, poor decision when they've been in love. But right. Brian, you and I are, <laughs> not to get too much of a downer, but Brian, you and I were not showing Phoebe Buffet. We're not showing her much love to us. She uh... is a smelly cat. So... <laughs> Brian, why why is Phoebe not getting as much love for you? Yeah, for me, it was kind of a tie between between Ross and and Phoebe. Um, what? It's uh, Ross has a Ross has a few more redeeming qualities for me, like when he gets his keyboard and he plays all the lasers <laughs> and, and all that kind of stuff. Like Ross has a few of those moments that stand out a little bit more for me. Phoebe's just for me. Phoebe comes in last because she's just too weird and weird to the point that doesn't that it doesn't land. That it doesn't land with me. Like the episode when Mike has to keep her rats alive, like yeah. I, and that creepy painting she has—I can't remember the name of the painting. Um, just yeah. none of that stuff. None of that stuff really landed with me. I never made that connection with Phoebe. Smelly Cat's funny, yeah. but for the most part, that's that's kind of where I'm at. So somebody has to come in last. It was her for me. So I, when I did the Warner Brothers tour out in California, they had the mini central park that they call it where phoebe is running yeah. and i uh, yeah. did the phoebe run just because i think that's definitely one of her best moments yes phoebe for me it's i think she's funny don't get me wrong when she's lisa kujo is actually pregnant in mm -hmm. real life and when phoebe's pregnant on the show i think that's some of her like funniest stuff right but if you were to say hey, we're going to have an, one episode focused on one character. It just came down to me, Phoebe being the least character that I would love to watch an episode on. How do I phrase this without being mean? 
it was very easy for me to put Phoebe last, but I mm. felt bad about it. She, she <laughs> does make me laugh. So Ross is your second to last then? Yeah, Ross, Ross comes in at, at fifth for me. Like I said, he's got a few uh, more redeeming qualities. Frankie summed it up perfect. The guy is just so stressed out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I, I don't like how intense he is about just everything, but it's not endearing like it is in Monica. Oh, God. That's true. I think also the, the whole time where he's, he, you know, he's in a relationship with his student. But that gave us Bruce Willis, man. And that was so funny. (laughs) So Brian, I will tell you this, that storyline with the student is one of my least favorites. And Bruce Willis, I wasn't a huge fan of him as a guest host because he was playing Bruce Willis. Let's relax. Let's relax, Paul. You're doing great. She likes you. She, She likes you. She likes you. You know why? Because you're a Neat guy. But anyways, um, <laughs> Ross, I think, underrated, already said it, the scene with the leather pants, and it, it's making a paste. <laughs> I. But see, Joey makes that scene way more funny to me. Like, when he's How... like, well, what color is it? What? Just make yourself a pair of paste pants and walk out of there. You're telling me Joey on the phone makes the scene funnier than Ross trying to pull up his <laughs> pants and has stuff on it. That is quite the situation. <laughs> well, Frankie, who is yeah. your number five then? Maybe you can uh, my number five. get me out of this. <laughs> my my number five, and again, it was hard to rank here. Uh, I, I do have to say Joey was my number five. Whoa, my, bombshell. I, I, <laughs> my, I'm only looking at it as, I mean, he's he's such a, he's a, an endearing character, and he really is, is kind of, you know, Almost the heart of the group. He, he really is kind of the heart of the show because even, you know, Chandler even mentions, you know, when him and Monica buy the house, they're like, oh, we're going to have a Joey room. Like, it, you know, they don't want him to leave. Like, I, I, and I totally get it. Um, I, I just ranked him there because as from a character standpoint, they, he didn't really move as much as the others. Um, you know, he okay. pretty much, Fairly you know, one dimensional. He was okay. fairly one dimensional, which which worked for the show. But again, the the reason why he ranks low is just for that reason. I mean, he, you know, he he, he kind of gets glimpses of you know he wants to be in a relationship, um, but then you know it doesn't work out. There was the whole Rachel thing, which I'm glad they did not pursue. Thank like, you. Kind of a thing. I was going to ask you, Frankie, <laughs> were you team Joey and Rachel? I I wasn't. I couldn't. I mean, I remember when it happened and I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm not liking this. Like, you know, when when it was Monica and Chandler, I was like, yes, do it. I'm, I I first was like, whoa, yeah. like really surprised. But I was for it. This one, I just I, I, I didn't I didn't like it. So when eventually they were like, you know what? We're just good as friends. I was like, good. Well, I'll deal with that. But yeah, Joey was just a number five for me. And it, that that's yeah. the reason. It has nothing to do with his with the performance or. Yeah. Not particularly, not particularly one thing that the character did. He's number five. It's yeah. just purely, purely from a character standpoint. Brian, do you have any thoughts on Joey and Rachel? Joey's going to come in really high on my list, but Joey is central to my least two favorite storylines on this show, and the Joey and Rachel um, is probably my least favorite ever storyline wow. that they that they attempted. I did not. I did not like that episode, those episodes at all. I'm with you. I'm not right. Team Joey Rachel at all. I'm not. And then my number um, five of six, Rachel Green. 
Right. I, no, no, don't get me wrong. Rachel, I... <laughs> oh, my God. The Vegas episode where she has the mustache. <laughs> no, Mrs. Jennifer Aniston, brilliant actress, and I think her character had a lot of development. But, you know, just when I was thinking about comedic moments that I go, man, all right, this one, this one, Rachel, I thought about not too many. So that's why she's down there for me. But mm-hmm. I, with my logic with Phoebe was, oh, God, could I have an episode all about Phoebe? Eh. <laughs> Could I have an episode all about Rachel? I'd watch that. But it was just, right. I couldn't think of as many comedic moments for Rachel. She's fourth on my list. I, I, I think back and I think how much I really like her and I can't let her looks kind of sway my decision a little bit. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. She is very, very a, attractive. Uh, do we have a, a, a fan crush on Rachel from oh. Brian? Who didn't? Oh. I, I think everybody probably, yeah. probably had that. And, and But anyway, I mean... Uh, she has some funny lines, but again, she's very frustrating too from how stressful Ross makes you. Like the decisions she makes around right. Joshua and, oh, and Gavin. <laughs> I can't stand that character of Gavin. Like that entire, uh, that entire relationship. Yeah. Like I like Tag, but yeah, her and right. didn't go well together. Like just the relationship decisions she makes. And part of it was maybe she's just so much more attractive than everybody she dates. So I never saw it. <laughs> True. I uh, I I don't know. Like just the relationships they put her in. Brian, are you saying that Russ was not attractive? I mean, I'm <laughs> saying exactly that Russ was not attractive. Yeah, My, and this may be blasphemy a little bit, but I will say that I I like how the series ended and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But we've mm-hmm. seen Russ and Rachel get back together under similar circumstances before. How am I right. supposed to believe that it's not going to end? In the same way, like, that, and I mean, the yeah. show has to end, so I right. get it. But it wasn't enough for me. Well, we found Brian. Rachel was uh, your little fan crush on the show. Frankie, did did you have a uh, man crush on the show? Um, of the general friends, or just yeah. any character? Uh, you know friends. what? Let's let's. I want to hear both. Now that you asked that, yeah, yeah let's do your um, <laughs> Gunther. Your, uh, Oh no, Frankie! <laughs> Is it Gunther? <laughs> no, I don't. I I don't really have a man crush on Gunther. I just I I, I feel sorry for Gunther. <laughs> he I I would I would give Gunther a hug. I would, but that would oh. that would be the extent. That would be the extent of it. <laughs> well then. Who is your but, man crush of the uh, three guys, and then of the uh, okay. of anyone? The man crush, you know, I I would have to say, and I have to be specific. It would oh. be Matt. It would be Matthew Perry, but when he was more, f- when he was fuller, <laughs> if that Fluffier. makes sense. Got it. <laughs> I did. I, I enjoy Fluffy Chandler. Whoopa! Definitely. Um. I mean, Joey. Definitely. I mean, out of the three, he was like the charismatic one and whatever. But I, I was more of a. I was more of a Chandler fan. Um. Man crush as far as other characters. I mean, Paul Rudd has always been a favorite of mine. I don't know. Oh. Uh, but, you know, I know he wasn't your favorite, but, you know, Bruce Willis, you know, as old as he, as older as he's been getting, he's like a fine wine. Like he ages well. So oh. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Willis looked, he, you know, the, the whole thing when he's in front of the mirror and he's like, I'm just a love machine. Like he's doing that oh. whole thing. I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, do, do I, your thing, man. Do it. I just... Yeah, those episodes are one. I am not here for Bruce Willis and Paul Rudd slander. Like, I'm not here for it. (laughs) All right, fine. Well, 
Brian, you said Rachel was your number four. Um, she just, she didn't knock it out of the park for you other than just your crush. Mm-hmm. She didn't make you laugh. She's got some funny lines, but like I said, the relationship decisions she made, very, right. very frustrating. Yeah, um, I, I will say that Rachel's, I ranked her as my number three. Just because, I mean, I, I, I for one, coming once again from a character standpoint, I just like the way how she went from, you know, daddy's girl, relying on the money, on, you know, daddy's money, up to, you know, she fight, you know, fights career-wise, you know, going from, you know, waitress to, you know, fashion executive. She has Emma, you know, I, I just really enjoyed that. And I, um, I, I just thought Jennifer Aniston, you know, just her comedic timing was wonderful. Um, and then, you know, it was, it was all about the hair. The Rachel cut was everywhere. So, <laughs> well, Frankie, do you have a do you have a number four? I do have a number four. Um, so, number four, which and you'll when I say who it is, you'll know who my one and two are probably. Um, it was Monica. Monica. Part of it was like I said before, she was the most as far as name wise, she was the most recognizable. You know, she had done. I remember her watching her on Family Ties. She was Alex B. Keaton's um, girlfriend. Uh, don't forget Ace Ventura. And don't yeah. for, oh, yeah, she, she had just did Ace Ventura beforehand. Are we not going to talk about so, the Bruce Springsteen music video? And the, of, uh, yes, and the <laughs> Bruce Springsteen music video. Her character and, you know, she was kind of zany. And I think why she's probably a little bit lower on the list is I think they focused so much on her. One, the fact that she's so clean. Like, it was literally like just <laughs> every episode they had right. to talk about the fact of how obsessively clean she is, which... It's not necessarily a bad trait, but, uh, you know, it's like there's got to be some other facets to, you know, the personality there. Um, right. And then, you know, and then the fact that also they kept having to mention that she used to be fat, <laughs> which nowadays, if you were to do a, sto- a storyline, you know, right. that could be seen as like fat shaming. But when we talk about our favorite episodes, I, I might be contradicting myself, but I, I just felt like they couldn't kind of get off that. The fact that she was, you know, a bigger girl growing up. Some girl ate Monica. <laughs> Shut up. The camera adds 10 pounds. Huh, so how many cameras are actually on you? I think for my fourth, I'm going to go with Joey. Um, mm-hmm. This was actually a last-minute switcheroo for me. Joey's a funny character, but I think it mainly came down to... He, he was also kind of like a, a one-joke... Not He's not a one-joke character. He's like a three-joke character. It's Joey's going to eat. Joey doesn't share food! Joey's gonna hit on a woman. How you doing? Joey's right. not the smartest one in the room. Paper! Snow! A ghost! Don't get me wrong, Matt LeBlanc, like, very funny mm-hmm. guy. He could make a scene if it needed that lex- mm-hmm. extra little joke. Joey was mm-hmm. there for that. So I play a little PlayStation, huh? That's whack. <laughs> PlayStation is whack. Sup with the whack PlayStation song. Now, don't get me right. wrong. With the uh, leather pants scene, that scene was all about Ross <laughs> making it funny. It was not about Joey right. making it funny. Anyways, no. Joey was definitely good for laughs. I, I'm glad. I, I think his romances mm-hmm. irritated me the most out of all the characters. Mm-hmm. But I will say I did love the one where he dated the one lady who punched him and he was like it hurts yes that's that yeah that was um 
that was Punky Brewster, Soleil Moonfry. Yep, that was, it was. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Like, don't hate. Don't make fun of me because of my size. Like, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> fun fact. Let's see if anyone knows this. What TV series was Jennifer Aniston on? Made it a couple episodes. I'll give you a hint. Was based on a hit movie in the eighties, but was canceled. I know this one. <laughs> Brian. Well, then hang on, Brian. Any guesses? I know this one. The Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, get out of here, Brian. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're throwing all these questions out. I don't know any answers. Frankie, tell them the right answer. So they, they, it was Ferris Bueller. They actually did a TV series in the late 80s. I don't know. Right. I, remember, I remember the most random things, but I remember this. I, and I, I remember the show, but I didn't know it was Jennifer Aniston until much later when they mentioned it. Um, but yeah, they, they attempted to do like a Ferris Bueller TV show. And the way they spun it was... The Ferris Bueller on TV was the real life Ferris Bueller. Yeah. They made, a movie. they made a movie about him, which is what they tried to do, but obviously it didn't didn't last long. You you can find episodes of it. It started off strong from what I was reading, mm-hmm. and then just the storyline got tiresome. Brian, who's yeah, you your can... number three? I hope that show has nine episodes. Get it? Bueller. 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 <laughs> My number three is Monica. I think Monica's wow. really funny. Which I know. Earlier in the seasons, it's all about just Monica's clean. That's Monica's thing. <laughs> right. But right. she gets with Chandler and just her character develops and they come together as a couple. I really, really enjoy her character, what she becomes. I love the closet of just everything <laughs> in the back of the house. Like that really makes me laugh. But when she just has, she gives Chandler the boat and all that. She just understands Chandler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, I love her character once she comes together. Early seasons, Monica, probably my least favorite character on the show. But once she oh. develops into more of a well-rounded character, I really, really like her. The the fat Monica stuff probably couldn't be filmed today because it probably hasn't aged super well. Some oh, of it, yeah. they do a really, really good job of kind of making it not all about just the fact that she was fat and Chandler just says, I'm not going to stay here with your fat sister. Like yeah, it's just right. kind of a throwaway line. It makes yeah. you kind of think about one, how you talk about people when they're not around. Yeah, um, but exactly. two, yeah. she held on to that for so long and she, yeah, still came around on it and that's, Chandler lost his toe because of it. That's yeah. just, <laughs> well, he's wearing wicker. Um, he's wearing wicker. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't think the episodes could have been, handled the same way but it's not like Mm -hmm. they made extremely insensitive weight jokes and then just got away with it they showed you the toll that it took on monica and how it she didn't just let it go even after she lost weight she -hmm. still held on to it and they had to communicate and talk about it and chandler he felt awful and i mean of course he made fun of his I rushed the stage at a Wham concert. <laughs> so I love Jim, his flock of seagulls haircut so much. That's, that's iconic. Yes, but that was amazing. Chandler, it showed what kind of person he was, and then how he grew up and matured, and sh- saw mm-hmm. that that was a horrible thing to say. So I think the show right. definitely lets you know that we know it's a sensitive subject and we're gonna we're not gonna just make the jokes and have everyone be fine like it's not they're not that psychic character we can pick on we're Mm -hmm. gonna come back to this that's a good point no i agree and then 
I love, now that we've talked about all three of the ladies, I love that the show creators and producers said, we're going to show each one of them having an unorthodox pregnancy. You know, with Rachel Mm -hmm. having the out of wedlock, Monica, Mm -hmm. sadly, God, that was so heartbreaking when her and Chandler couldn't. And then Phoebe with um, (laughs) wanting to be surrogate for Frank Jr. so that he could have Frank Jr. Jr. Um, (laughs) My sister's gonna have my baby! That was like ahead of its time. This show had a lot of storylines that were ahead of its time. Definitely. The show's also been studied from like an LGBTQ standpoint. You know, yes, you know, there were certain things that maybe they didn't do quote unquote right or was different, but you know, really friends was one of the first shows. And you have to remember this was 94 when it premiered, you know, it was forward thinking in the way that it dealt with LGBTQ characters. I mean, you know, Ross's ex wife, you know, was in a same sex relationship, you know, Chandler's dad, you know, Chandler's dad, you know, is, you know, and uh, again, you can debate back and forth. Some say, you know, um, he was, you know, was a gay man, dressed as a drag queen he was a you know no he was a transgender woman you know you could go back and forth but you know these are topics that you know that were really ahead of the time i mean you know you had uh you know tv stations that wouldn't air an episode because it showed two women getting married nowadays oh, I remember it's, like, that. it's yeah. you know nowadays oh it doesn't matter but that was a huge deal back in the back then i brian you and i same page here, Monica. Monica is my number three. Okay. That was a last-minute switcheroo with Joey. I I loved her character development, and I think at first it was a one-joke Monica. Hey, let's just have her be uptight and a chef. But then, you know, with her and Richard, that storyline I like a lot. And then the one episode where she's trying to get a stronger relationship with her mom mm-hmm. i there were some good monica episodes and then uh if you don't get chills when she propose proposes to oh, chandler yeah. and again going back to you saying you know kind of being unorthodox you know they even that you know it was her proposing to him when traditionally it's the other way around right good for so, her yeah yeah monica oh, yeah. is my monica is my number three how did we forget about her seven episode I don't know, that should have gotten her an Emmy nomination right there. A two, four, six. A two, four, six. Four. Two. Two. Four, seven. Five, seven. Six, seven. 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 Please watch that episode if you haven't seen it in a while. It is still hilarious. Yes. Well, Brian, your number That's two great. will be? My number two is Joey. Uh, I love hey, Joey. Joey. He may be a Joey. three. He may be a three-joke guy, but when he puts on Phoebe's maternity <laughs> pants... Joey, those are my maternity pants. No, no, these are my Thanksgiving pants. Again, Joey's at the center of my two least favorite story arcs, the Rachel and Joey, and then the other is the Joey-Kathy-Chandler love triangle. I don't think Chandler would mm-hmm. act that way as the friend that Chandler is. That's kind yeah, of my issue right. with that relationship, but it leads to one of the greatest episodes of Chandler in a Box. The meaning of the box is threefold. One, it gives me the time to think about what I did. Two, it proves how much I care about my friendship with Joey. And three, 
It hurts. Joey and Chandler, I go back and forth one, two on. Um, but as the time has gone on, Chandler has clearly made his way to number one in my heart. So Joey's number two. I love Joey. I do love the Joey sub episode where they're doing the uh, undercover cop. And uh, you yeah. just see classic Joey talking about the sub, how good it is. And then the backfire. <laughs> And, oh, poor Ross. He thinks Joey's trying to save him, but he's just trying to save the sub. No. <laughs> he's saving the sandwich, yeah. Yeah. The meatball sub. I don't miss mac and cheese hey. Joey as much. Uh, <laughs> but but just days of our lives, Joey. I love him. Drake Ramore. Yeah. Yes. Drake Ramore. Which, so, my roommate who got me into Passions also was into Days of Our Lives. And I loved how they actually had Days of Our Lives actors on the show. Um, on Friends, yep. interacting with Joey, yeah, that was. I thought that was really because I mean, it's NBC, so it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Frankie, um, yeah. I I'm gonna guess is Chandler your number two as well. And he Chandler is my second. Yes, he is my number two. First, I have to start off again. We are talking about the the 90s, but I will say, out of all three, Chandler I think had the best style. I was obsessed <laughs> with his he. With his, he used to have these shirts, which I absolutely loved, and I actually asked for those types of shirts one Christmas because oh, I just boy. loved. Yeah, I just loved the shirts he would wear. Look at me, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? Um, even though he did wear shirts where you could see his nipples, I do. He did have. Well, that. he did have three uh, of oh, them. He had three of them. He did have three nipples. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, what's but another? Did, but yeah, you know he's. Kind of what you said, you know, he he definitely was the one that grew. I, I, you know, originally I thought, you know, Rachel grew the most, but looking back on it, and you know, Mark, you had mentioned it before beforehand, is how much he's grown. Where yeah. he has, you know, he he does go from, you know, in the beginning he's just, you know, um, I don't want to say a frat guy because he's really not a frat guy, but he just, you know, irresponsible as you are in your at that age, um, <laughs> and and. You know, he goes from that then to, you know, him and Monica really didn't have the strongest relationship when the show started. Then that does blossom into a full-fledged, healthy, I will say that healthy relationship. And, you know, they built, you know, and though they they go, uh, you know, there's different obstacles, but he learns, okay, to be a loving husband and then eventually a father. Um, And that's, I guess as now as I'm, you know, older now, you know, it's it's kind of that natural progression as right. men age, as men, well, you know, as men age is, okay, you know, they, they, they want to settle down and then, you know, they, they want children. If you can, if you can help your future <laughs> wife with a jellyfish problem, I, I think right. your relationship can survive anything. I'm going to go with my number two, Ross. I know, okay. God, you guys just had him as last and second to last. <laughs> I'm going to put him as number two. I, I love Ross. I, going back to my thinking of, can I remember a lot of funny Ross moments? Tons of them. Now, I will say the one jealous episode where he's jealous of Mark. Oh, I was like, mm-hmm. Ross, you're so annoying. And then when him and Chandler are fighting over who came up with the joke, I was like, Ross, Uh, you're being real annoying. And one of the most irritating episodes for me is where he's dating the student. So it's like, man, Mark, you have a lot of irritating Ross moments. (laughs) But I think he's hilarious. I love Ross. Extremely underrated. I'm glad he was Emmy nominated. 
and bravo mm-hmm. to David Schwimmer for directing 10 episodes. He's my number two. Easy. Okay. Yeah. I enjoy Professor Ross, the one when he talks in the when he talks in the English accent. Oh, like yeah. that's yes. really funny. But my favorite is when he stands up into the front of the class and he tells everybody what a velociraptor sounded like. Like that cracks me up. I do have to say um, one of my favorites as well, going with the Professor Ross is when he's super excited. He's like, oh, I'm gonna teach teach a graduate course. But he finds out that the that the class is in a building across town. So he gets the first day he gets there and he's completely out of breath. <laughs> and he's like and he's like uh, he's like, okay, hello, my name is Dr. Ross Geller. And then the bell rings, which it's funny to me because college <laughs> doesn't have bells, but we digress. Um, oh like, geez. So, to, to sum up, hello, I'm Dr. Ross Geller. <laughs> so then, um, and then he, at the end of the episode, he solves it by being on a rollerblade. So I'm going to give you two Ross hilarious moments. Mm-hmm. One, where Rachel and Phoebe are trying to distract him, and they're like jumping up for joy because they didn't want yeah. Ross to see Monica and Chandler um, getting Doing to it. it in the window. And like, come on, Ross, go go! And he's jumping up for joy, like. <laughs> One of the well, hilarious moments. Yeah. And he, he worked for that apartment. He, 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 <laughs> um, he, um, him, ugly naked he, guy has a naked friend. It's <laughs> naked Ross. You know, they, they made a connection. He went bare bones literally to get the apartment. So, <laughs> and I he think probably it. one of the other ones is the I'm fine scene where yes. Joey and Rachel, you know, he invites them over yeah. for, but he does. And that just whole scene where I'm fine. <laughs> totally fine. I, I don't know why it's coming out all loud and squeaky, because really, I'm fine. Ross, just yeah. when you're re-watching Friends, just try to notice the yeah. <laughs> comedic timing of David Schwimmer and just how how humorous he is is Ross Geller. Yeah, I think that's I think that's my issue with Ross though is that I'm fine part is funny, but then the rest of the episode we have Ross going crazy by holding the fajita pan without a hot pan. Right. Like it's just they take it. I way think it's too funny. Far. I I eh. I think it's good stuff. Yeah. We got to talk about the har- holiday armadillo though. I love the, the holiday that, armadillo. The, har- oh. the holiday armadillo. Like he, even though Ben mysteriously disappears towards the end of the of the run. I don't think it was. Um, he was filming Big Daddy. Nobody, I, yeah. yeah, and and nobody <laughs> did did anyone miss him? Anyone? Anyone miss Ben? I, no, I didn't. I never know. I feel bad. I didn't notice he was missing till it was pointed out. <laughs> they were mentioning like what what's you know what's wrong with this with with friends, and they were like you know what happened to Ben? He like all of a sudden just they didn't you didn't see him. They didn't mention him. But the fact that he you know wants him to get in touch with his Jewish roots and with Hanukkah, you know, yep. he he tried. He he really did try. <laughs> And that's why we celebrate Hanukkah today. The end. Awesome. (laughs) My favorite part was when Superman flew all the Jews out of Egypt. (laughs) The armadillo was actually not so thrilled about that part. Brian, you and I (laughs) have the same top character with Chandler. Mm -hmm. So why Mm -hmm. do you love him so much, Brian? (laughs) Chandler just... Uh, like Frankie talked about it, just the amount of development that he has, he goes from such an awkward guy to still just a more awkward guy that's now pulled off of 
much hotter wife than he ever could have pulled <laughs> off usually. Uh, but I just, I, I just love, I love the recliners. I love the foosball table. I, all the ins and outs of, of Chandler, but just the fact that he isn't afraid to show who he really is. I really right. like that about that. Like Joey, say what you will. He always wants to put on a face and that's part of his character. Mm-hmm. I love when we get the softer side of Joey with Hugsy and, and all that kind of <laughs> oh, stuff. Hugsy. But right. I love, I love bath Chandler and just all that kind of stuff. But when he can't be a father, you can see that just that pain on his face. And I just really, really like how that character developed. Chandler, he just checks everything off for me. Humor, mm-hmm. I think he's hilarious. I would watch an episode just about Chandler. I wouldn't mm-hmm. go as far as say I would watch a spinoff about him, but I think he's <laughs> hilarious. And then I think he has the best character development over all 10 seasons from where he starts to being the dad and loving husband at the end. Chandler just has it all for me. I, I like that he decides that he wants to stop doing statistical analysis and data configuration to work in his dream job in advertising. I will just say yeah, that. You just made move. Chandler's job, man. He's showing up. I did. No. <laughs> it just popped in my head. I was like, oh, I remember now. He's a transponster. <laughs> I'll bet you your apartment that you'll listen to this ad. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment homes, retirement, relocation. With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the world showcase for daily exercise, watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak, Victor will introduce you to these communities which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 407-340-9375. And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Head over to CelebratingFlorida.com and start living your magical life today. Frankie, your favorite yeah. was actually Brian and mine's least favorite, yeah. um, Phoebe F- Buffet. Sell us on why Phoebe is your favorite. <laughs> you know what? It's I. I just I. I fell in love with Phoebe. I think from the very first episode or from the first couple. I. I think she's just such a. a even though she's got like a, a a freaky side to her, like when she gets married to Mike and. They start dropping things of how she's doing stuff in the bedroom, but not exactly what she does in the bedroom. Um, she has that. She's still, you know, she's a kind spirit. I think she, you know, the fact that she comes from, you know, she, she comes from a very dark background when you think about it. Because, you know, the her father runs off, the mother, or you know, or who you think is her mom commit suicide but yet she still has a, you know, a cheery disposition and you know always tries to find you know the good side of people um i think lisa kudrow did such a great job of playing her i she was a great combination of kookiness and mike says it she's just wonderfully weird with you know love and i i kind of like the randomness that she brought i know that brian you know that wasn't necessarily a that wasn't a, a check for Brian there, but which I completely understand. But for me, I just like, you know, the fact of 
you know, her, her New Year's res re uh, resolution, she wants to, you know, learn how to fly a plane. So she's like, I'm going to go to the airport and just see if somebody's, if they're just leaving one of those planes around. I'm like, I, <laughs> I just love that. I just love that about her. Um, you know, the, the fact that she wants to have her brother's kids and that she likes saying it because it freaks people out. I thought, I, I thought that was funny. Um, but, you know, the, the fact that she does make that, that, that sacrifice for her brother, who she literally just met, you know, she didn't, when she agrees to, to be the surrogate for them, you know, I, I think, it, my gosh, I, I don't think they, they, they had known each other for even a year at that point. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's why, uh, that's why she's my favorite. And not just because she marries Paul Rudd, you know, like I said, one of my man crushes, uh, but, I, but she, she just, she's just up there for me. For that sure. wedding is the best wedding on the show. I love so, that, wedding. that episode's so, so good. The episode, you know, the fact that she's like, you know what, you know, she wants to go out in the wedding dress. She's going to be cold. You know, she's going to be her something blue. Like she says, you know, she's just so, in, so in love with Mike and yeah. And the way, and one of my favorite episodes, hands down is when she meets Mike's parents and she does the whole, you know, the, you know, he wants her, her them to meet Phoebe, not Phoebe. Your home is lovely. <laughs> Thank you. I'll give you a tour later. It's actually three floors. Holy crap. I, I understand where, where she's not on the top of a lot of people's lists, but for me, it's, uh, you know, for me, it's Phoebe, hands down, for sure. Well, that was the main six. The show ran for se 10 seasons, had a whole lot of favorite guest characters and side characters. Frankie, do you have a favorite mm -hmm. side or guest character? I, I actually have two because you have to, I, I think one goes with the other and that's going to be Christina Pickles and Elliot Gould as uh, Jack and Judy Geller. I yes. love their, I love their banter together. I love the relationships they have with Ross and Monica and um, out of all the parents, they're my favorite. I'm with you. Uh, Elliot Gould, not, not the mom. I, I appreciate her, but Elliot Gould, mm -hmm. just the one scene where Monica and Richard broke up and he's there like mm -hmm. being a good dad. I, mm -hmm. I love Elliot Gould. I think he's my favorite side character. I love Pete Becker, uh, John Favreau when he comes in and yes. the I really like his character, but my favorite side character, we talked about him a couple of times is Frank Buffet Jr. Uh, Phoebe's brother. <laughs> I know he gets a lot of hate. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but I've heard actually quite a bit of hate for Frank Jr. Oh. Anybody going to talk about Janice? <laughs> Maggie Wheeler. Maggie Wheeler is the actress. I think she's yeah. brilliant. I, I've always wanted to go into a room and just go, oh my God. <laughs> I want to get a chance to do that, but it never happens. Now's the hard part of narrowing yeah. it down our favorite season and mm -hmm. least favorite season. I It actually was very hard for me to pick this. So because of that, I'm going to go last. Frankie, okay. do you have a least favorite season? It was tough for me because I think all the seasons are strong, which is very rare for a TV series. Um, for me, I did choose season one only because it didn't have as many memorable episodes as the later seasons. And generally, if I binge watch, I kind of start with season two. I'm not going to lie. I'll watch the pilot and then I may not watch the rest of the episodes. So it's probably going to be it, it's probably season one for me. And you're, you're talking about production before. And I think that might be it too, is, you know, the production is not as great. I think once they're like, oh, this is a hit, let's give it more money. The production got better. I can't, I can't agree more. Maybe it's because Rachel doesn't have the Rachel haircut yet. Maybe that's probably what it is. But, 
But season one for me, it has two strong points. The one with the blackout where Chandler's stuck in the ATM vestibule with Joe Goodacre. And <laughs> and it introduces Marcel. Beyond yeah, that, yeah. season one, there's not a ton of it there for me. I don't like Paolo. Right. Like, I don't like any of that. Oh, no one likes Paolo. Yeah. Originally, I had season six. And I thought for sure, because, you know, it had the Bruce Willis stuff. But then as I went back over it, I was like, wait a minute. I actually really love a lot of the episodes in this season. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. Season one. Um, it's not an awful start, but just no. not my favorite season. Well, Frankie, favorite yes. season. Favorite season, um, again, another hard choice, but I chose season five. Um, I oh, think because wow. Frankie, we yeah. are the same. I went with <laughs> season really? five as well. Yeah, go for I, it. I, I went with season five just because that's when so much of the growth happens. That's when we start. That's the start of, of Chandler and Monica. We get the the great season opener of you know the the aftermath of Ross saying the wrong name um we you know you get the whole sort of the breakdown of of his relationship with Emily you know and then it it all ends with with Vegas so it's just you know each one finding out about them get you know Monica and Ross um sorry Monica and Chandler getting together like that that progression like it's it has a lot of memorable moments for me for sure they don't know that we know they know we know I think we need to point out two big episodes. We get the mm-hmm. pivot episode. Pivot! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! And then also mm-hmm. the one where Ross can't flirt. <laughs> That's a good I, one. Yeah. I love that episode, but I agree with you. It ends with Vegas, which is extremely mm-hmm. memorable. Ross can't flirt. I love that episode. Also, I can relate right. to that. And then mm-hmm. it's also we pick we start the season where Ro- the one after Ross says Rachel. So right. mm-hmm. just great start, great finish. Brian, you got yeah. a favorite? Um, mine was honestly down between season four and season eight. Season Ooh. four, like I said, it's got that Kathy thing in it. I don't really like that, but it's got some of the strongest episodes. It's got Monica's seven episode. It's got the trivia game where Monica, where Joey and Chandler win the apartment. Like, yes. It's got the one where Chandler goes to Yemen. I'm going to Yemen! <laughs> when we get to Yemen, can I stay with you? Season but, four was actually my runner-up, so yeah. good choice. Yeah. But season eight, I think that's what I'm going to go with. I really enjoy the red sweater. They think it's tags. It ends up being yeah. Ross's. The episode with the videotape, when... Have I ever told you about the time I went backpacking across Western Europe? <laughs> I missed that uh, only with one person, and I love her dearly. It's really funny. Um, the one with the rumor where Brad Pitt comes to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I, yes. yeah, yeah. I love that episode. There's just so many good ones in season eight. So splitting hairs here, but I think I'm going to go with season eight. And it ends, yeah. again, with Joey kind of proposing to Rachel. I didn't enjoy uh, that part, but the yeah. birth of Emma is all really uh, good. Like irritable yeah. Rachel when she's super pregnant. I Like that all just really works for me. Not all episodes were winners, just like, you know, right. season one was the weakest. Do you have yeah. a least favorite episode? I had to look through, um, and I, you know, I do. Um, if I had to pick one, because I was looking through, and it was like, well, it wasn't the strongest episode, but I like different parts. Um, for me, it was it wasn't season one, so my least favorite season, and it was the fake Monica episode. It was hard. Oh I, yeah, I, it, came down, it came down to that one only because the main storyline, as you know, much as great of Monica character as Monica is, 
it's not a really strong storyline. Um, you know, okay, somebody took her credit card information as sucky as that is. It really didn't push anything forward. Um, it does have one of my favorite parts though, and that is when they're learning to tap dance and Rachel has got it down. And <laughs> Phoebe, yes. you know, she's like, oh, do you, you know, do you ever just feel so uncoordinated? And then Phoebe's like, I'm totally getting this. And she's, you know, in her Phoebe element, but it would have yeah. to be that, that episode for me. Mine comes actually in the aforementioned fourth season is the one with the invitation when they're sending out wedding invitations for Ross and Emily's wedding. And, <laughs> and this show, this show relied far too often for me on flashback episodes of just filling time with clips okay. from previous episodes and this is one of those but they spend the whole time of dwelling on a relationship that a guy has with another woman when he's getting married to somebody else that just Ooh. i don't i don't like that yeah. like it's all about ross and rachel yeah. when ross is getting married to emily and like i said clip episodes in general i'm kind of glad that that's become kind of a thing of the past but for me yeah. that's probably my least favorite episode just because of how it all came together when you put it like that i totally understand my least favorite is one that I always skip because two bully characters in it annoy me. I've thrown stuff at the stream because of them. But it's season two, episode 21. It's called The One with the Bullies. And it's about two bullies that are just, they're not very nice. And it's an episode when I come on, I like out loud, ugh, an eye roll. I just, I got no time for that one. Let's okay. pick things up and get back to our friends. <laughs> that make us laugh and are happy. Frankie, if you yes. needed to watch one episode, what's your mm -hmm. go-to favorite episode? So mine is uh, when streaming and on DVD or Blu-ray, it's a two-parter, but it aired as one episode. And that is going to be uh, the one that could have been. The, so the one where we kind of get an alternate universe, a French yeah. universe, you could say. Uh, you know, it. I, I think everybody is, you know, the acting is really great. You know, everyone... It's definitely in their element. This was something that really had not been done, I think, beforehand in the history of television. And I think it was great to also see the fact that, you know, things, even though this is like a different universe and things didn't happen, certain things still ended up the way they are in the actual Friends universe. You know, Monica and Chandler still end up together, um, though it's in a very roundabout way. Phoebe still, you know, she becomes a singer at, you know, Central Perk towards the end. And her ending song is just, hilarious I, that's one of my favorites um and then the fact you know you again it, it, the phoebe storyline being one of my favorites you know we get to kind of see her be quote unquote smart and you know working in stocks and you know the whole thing where she's got the cell phone going she's like yes go it's like what kind of name is brindy you know just um all that and then she has the heart attack so <laughs> <laughs> Which is, again, kind of dark, but she was like, you know, I think I'm having a heart, I think you're having a heart attack. It's like, well, if I was having a heart attack, would pain be going up and down my left arm? Yes. Then yes, that is what I'm having. <laughs> and we got, like I said, I, I, even though Monica was towards the end there of my, of my list and the whole fat thing, you know, the fact that we got sort of a bit more of fat Monica, but she was so sweet and cute and she, you know, she had that little voice and you know, them taking her flower. That was my favorite. Uh, Chandler, that's the couch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, mine comes down to the one where no one's ready with the fat in the kitchen. Well, he could drink the fat, but I think my my favorite episode that if I had to go to one is the one with the embryos where Phoebe finds out mm -hmm. she's pregnant and Chandler and Monica and Rachel and Joey are fighting for the apartment in that, <laughs> quiz, that quiz game. Althea! Althea! What are you doing? I took a shot. You're shooting with Althea? Althea is correct. By shooting! They yeah. name everything in her bag and he's like, scotch tape. And they're like, well, we'll use the rest of hers to make it scary faces. 
Like, but just the way when they all come and hug together and then Phoebe stands off to the side and just kind of jumps around. It's really funny. <laughs> just that entire episode is is when Joey comes riding into the apartment on the dog. I love it. <laughs> well, actually, that one's my favorite as well. I laugh when the rooster is <laughs> roosting there at the end and Rachel is not having it, bangs on the door. Yeah. <laughs> and what is that noise? You. <laughs> The chick, she's going through some changes. What kind of changes? Well, the vet seems to think that she's becoming a rooster. <laughs> We're getting a second opinion. And then I love that Chandler is afraid of. According to Chandler, what phenomenon scares the bejesus out of him? Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance. That is correct. <laughs> Irish jig guy? His legs flail about as if independent from his body. Ross, as the game show host, I think it's yeah. comedic genius from Raw, from David Schwimmer, the, the lightning yeah. round. <laughs> and then, of course, we get Chenandler so Bong. Actually, it's <laughs> Ms. Chenandler Bong. I also get a joy out of Rachel's favorite movie is Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's uh, Chandler's job? Chandler's job, he is in uh, statistical analysis and data reconfiguration. But what do they <laughs> think his job is? <laughs> they think, he, they think he, he's, a, he's a transponster. That's not even a word! Like everything, must come to an end. And I think Friends had not one of the most original finales for a series, but... One of the ones most satisfying, I think, is a yeah. good way to put it. It no surprises, although it was heartbreaking, them all putting their keys on the counter. And then you had that guitar music and them all walking out. And, you know, somebody else is going to end up living in that apartment. And Matthew Perry ad libs that joke where they're like, <laughs> let's go get coffee. Where? And then the camera just zooms in with the guitar music playing onto the picture frame people and just fades out. Oh, I'm getting chills talking about it. But where do you guys have it as far as series finales all together? Is it like high up there for you? Were you satisfied? I definitely was satisfied. I really, you know, um, I did see it live with um, some friends of mine. And we all enjoyed it. Uh, you know, yes, it, it was very simple. It, you know, it, it was, you know, on the predictable side, but being what Friends as a show is, that's kind of what's expected. Um, I would have been, I think me, most likely everybody else, myself included, would have been more upset if they would have been like, okay, we're going to be edgy and different and like just go in a completely different direction. I do like the fact that they did tie everything up. For me personally, a bad series finale is a finale that just doesn't tie everything up or is just, you know, doesn't really solve anything. That's why I hate the series finale of the original Full House. Oh um, yeah, but yeah, that's it's horrible. It's one of the worst. But this one, this one I enjoy. And you know, the only critique I have about it, and some also do, we talked about it earlier, was you know Ross and Rachel. It's like okay, they're together again, but are they really? And then also, you know, Rachel was got this really kick-ass job in Paris, and her career shot off. You know, did she just? risk all you know did she just sacrifice her entire career did she get her job back is she still working in new york that was right. the, that was really the only thing that i think i look at it as she picked love and mm -hmm. family 
and okay. she could be happy in New York, but right. if you know she didn't really think family was an option, so mm-hmm. that's when Paris was in there. Brian, do you have any thoughts yeah. on the finale? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things that I, we talked about it earlier. I just you had to do something to convince me that this time was different for Ross and Rachel, and I don't think that they did. I think the scene of him getting the message and then her standing in the apartment, A, that's not something you could film today because what's an answering machine? Uh, but, but B, like, with the way that they filmed that is, did she get off the plane and then all of a sudden you can see her in the camera? Like, that all r- worked really well. But again, I don't think that that's any better of a love scene than we got when he's standing in the rain outside Central Perk when they kiss for the first time. It just... Right. you're not going to convince me that Ross and Rachel that it's different this time around other than I'm supposed to believe it, which is, which is completely fine. Series finales are hard to end. Like you said, the full house one was, was rough. The how I met your mother one was not good. So from series finales standpoint, this is probably as, as good as they could do, but it's hard to end a comedy show. Like it just is. is. Especially after 10 seasons and being Mm -hmm. one of the highest rated and tons of uh, Emmy nominations. It, it, there was a lot of pressure for sure. They decided, you know what? This is such a successful concept. Let's make a spinoff. It worked for uh, Frasier with Cheers. Yeah. Let's let's do it for Joey. And it mm. lasted two seasons. NBC was hoping it was going to be a mega hit, even put it in the Friends soundstage. Mm-hmm. And it did not get the same response as Friends mm-hmm. did. Did either of y'all watch some Joey? I watched it live as it came out, and I have not had any reason to go back to it. Yeah, I'm the same I, way. I watched it. I I would kind of be interested to go back and watch it now, maybe a little more mature. But I mm-hmm. feel like I'm going to think even less of it, being mm-hmm. how I am now as opposed to when it first came out. I think the concept was bad, moving Joey from... Mm-hmm. New York, which he loves, but I get it. As an actor, mm-hmm. he wants to be in film, so move him to California. But they took away the humorous side of him, the um, popular, confident ladies' man, and kind of made him more like trying to be a stepdad. It just didn't work for me. I, I think I might have seen the first two episodes, and I immediately, I was like, this isn't the same. Like, I mean... It, Joey needed to have the other five people. Like that's why he worked was because he could work off of the uh, you know his five friends in New York. He, you know it, to to have him just by himself. It just didn't it didn't seem right. I don't think any of the characters could have had their own show. No. So I don't it, fault Joey. I just don't think no. any of. I think it was. You know, like the actors wanted it to be, it was an ensemble. Yeah, they gelled so well that yeah, when they tried to separate them, it didn't it didn't work. Speaking of the friend soundstage where Joey was filmed, if you need to get your fill and want to visit some of the, I don't want to say historical, but some of the friends <laughs> locations, you can go on the Warner Brothers tour out in California. I highly recommend it. I did it twice. They have a Central Perk set where you can even go onto the set and be placed into a scene from the show. That was a lot of fun. They even have a Central Perk coffee shop there. And you'll drive by the Friends soundstage, which, fun fact, is where Full House was originally filmed. And then mm-hmm. Fuller House was there. So good times all around. Well, that concludes this episode. Thank you, Frankie, for joining us for this episode as we rewind and check out Friends. 
Thank you, Matthew Perry, for all the laughs. And we thank you, fellow fans, for uniting with us. For those listeners who want to get in touch with the show, please do so. Brian, tell our listeners how they can message the show and stay up to date on everything UWF. You can find us on Instagram at United We Fan Podcast or on Facebook at United We Fan The Podcast or shoot us an email at United We Fan Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, give us a rate or review wherever you listen so we can unite with more fans out there. Till we unite again, fans. Could we be any bigger fans of Chandler? I'm not great at the advice. Can I interest you in a sarcastic comment? <laughs>